Okay. Getting set up here. Let people get in. Hmm. So, all right. Whether people show up or not, indifferent. We're going to go ahead and um, get this thing rolling. Um, what's going on, world? It's your boy at Big Game James underscore 36. And um, this is um, just a little quick wrap-up synopsis of what I saw um, today um, out at UNF um, practices here in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida State finished up their second day, excuse me, technically it's their third, second day um, of practice, their third night here at Florida State. Um, and today's practice was a little bit different than yesterday's practice. Still heavy install, more lively, more situational. Um trying to put guys into, um, you know, situation, trying to get guys uh, acclimated. A lot of short yardage, red, red zone, um, quick, um, you know, adversity type drills, things to get guys kind of in the movement of, um, of what, you know, basically how to, how to, how to handle adversity. Um, the goal line period was pretty good. They did it. And they did it not just in 11 on 11. They did it in seven-on-seven seven scrimmages. They also had inside run, which I didn't really watch much of. They also had um, a lot of one-on-ones. I didn't go watch the linemen anywhere near as um, much as I did yesterday. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, that's because my son wanted to watch the line and um, D-line get after it. So um, for those who are in here, really want to um, ask that, you guys would consider going and pushing the like button, pushing subscribe if you like the content that's been pushed out. Um, a lot of different things. Go check out a few of my um my son's um breakdown. He can't give you a breakdown of today because they didn't come until the end of both of my sons came at the end of practice. Um and you know, just so, some of those things, make sure you share it, and try to get people in here so they can get a um, I guess an unbiased breakdown let me see if i can get into my um discord so i was taking some good notes um uh, try to get to my notes real quick people yeah so again to address the elephant in the room florida state i want to address this and it was funny because i was talking with one of the SIDs about it. Um, injuries are to not be reported on unless it comes from Florida State University, the official the official reports. Um, Mike, you're told to not ask questions about injuries and you should not be reporting the different things that you saw. I want to stress and reiterate, Jared versus fine. That's all you need to know. Jared versus is alive. Um, he will be available for this season. There is no injuries. Actually, to be honest with you, in comparison to what we just saw with LSU and then the University of Florida just had a defensive end tear their ACL, Florida State has been relatively healthy all camp. Um, there was a, a, a lot of people asked me because a poster put in one of the message boards that there was a guy who got carted off. I told them, that got carted off the field. You can't get a cart onto that goddamn field. One. And then two, that just didn't happen. Um, the the normal rigmarole of full padded football, guys get rolled up. Things happen. Guys jog it off. Maybe somebody got a ride that had a little cramp or a little tweak. And that's more than likely what was going on um, in the camp is that, man, it was hot as fuck out there. Right, two days in a row, high heat. They're also doing walkthroughs. Um, they're doing other stuff. So they're pushing their bodies to a limit that they're not normally used to pushing their bodies to and creating adversity. 
The second thing is I've heard a lot of dumb comments about why. Is the sound off? Hey, can, can y'all hear me or do I need to restart this bad boy? Because my sound should be good. Okay, let me check this on my own. Okay, never mind. So it's not, it might not, but about to say, I don't think it's me. Um, anyways, so why Jacksonville? So if you look into NCAA and what people have been doing in the past, teams are allotted an opportunity to do like bonding trips or trips where people can go. If you remember, I think Jim Harbaugh was one of the first ones who really took advantage of this. And he took Michigan all the way over to um, to France, if I remember correctly, Paris. Um, people have done this in different sport. It's just not common because a lot of times it's not in people's budget. Tag was the first one to do it at Florida State. He took Florida State to IMG Academy where they could get – again, you take the guys away from what they know, the comforts, and you put them in a situation where now not you're not just around your teammates for – 15 to 18 hours a day that you are during normal camp, you're around these motherfuckers 24 seven. And there's, and it's almost like what you do with a bowl game, except for it's in hot temperatures. So Norville did this with UNF. This is the third year in a row. UNF, they're not, they're not even in the greatest. Actually, another team that does this ironically is Arizona state. And it's um camp. Uh, wait, let me go. Let me go look it up because um, coach told me, and Dillingham still does this. Um, Arizona State, they do their whole camp there. Camp T.O. something. Camp Tonka Tots. I, I, I get Tonta Tonta Zona. Camp Tonta Zona is um where they go in August, and it is literally like. If you remember Nickelodeon salute your shorts, like those camps like that where you go and they got the cabins and you're in a mountain and there's like like go Google that if you will so you can know where exactly they go do that. But it's to get you to bond and it's it's hot. You're gonna room with somebody that you might not normally room with. They may snore. Your girlfriend's not gonna be able to come. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, your your girlfriend's not gonna be able to come over. Um, and, and holla at you like that. Um, and Jacksonville is just far away enough. And UNF has also got the facilities um, to be able to to house those guys. And there's enough to do here in Jacksonville to be able to give you some more team team bonding things. And you can do the kumbaya shit. Oh, my God, I love you. Uh, I, I love you guys and all these other different things. Um, I don't remember that one. I I have I, I got to go back and listen to it. But Coach Norvell's press conference is on our Den Media Group YouTube channel, the one from today and the one from yesterday. I do know that um, Norvell was asked by media member for 1010XL, Rick Ballou, a colleague of mine. About, a lot of people asked about Jared Verse yesterday. So and Norvell only talked to reporters at one point. So I don't really I don't really know. So maybe maybe that happened. Maybe I'm, I was there. Didn't pay attention to it, but I never saw anybody get carted off of practice. Like it's really, like I said, it's it's very impressive what Coach Storms has done with the um with the strength and conditioning staff, like how well in shape these guys are. And with so much staff, even the guys who are getting they're getting what, what we used to call in the in the performance training business, we call it active rest. It means you're not doing anything, but you're doing something. You're just not doing what you normally would be doing. So, like, you see guys that weren't getting the game reps, they were getting a lot of rehab, a lot of um, mobility exercises, a lot of conditioning. And what's great about this is you get a chance to see a lot of guys get reps that wouldn't be able to get reps. The Northwestern transfer, Nicholson, um, Omar Graham, DJ Lundy got active a little bit more today. It's a lot of guys that you – you're, and you're starting to see how these guys bond and gel in different scenarios, which is good because sometimes things happen. So Tatum Bethune could get hurt, and you want to see DJ Lundy and um, Kalen Deloach, you want to see how that combo looks. So you don't always just have the same two guys because there's a chemistry that needs to go through it. So in there, we also saw 
like with guys like Fabo not getting Fabo practicing but not being in the live reps. You see a lot of guys like Ayo, like or excuse me, Ayo, Ayo, man, that boy gets active, man. That gets active, active. Um, but, um, but yeah, um. Oh, okay. I put this up there, Grant. That's a good thing. What you saw was you saw them get driven to the dorms. That's what somebody saw them. They saw them on a cart. They were driving. And they're not injured. Like, like the one guy posted that. And I, and I was joking with Derek. Um, I was like, yeah, somebody posted that um, while they were at practice at Jared Verse um, tore his Achilles and, and his meniscus. So that's very descriptive. And Jared Verse doesn't have a boot or a knee brace on. Now, anybody who knows those injuries, that's typically what happens with those, man. Um, you got to just – people got to um, relax. But, again, there was nothing – that I saw today that would make me not believe what I've been preaching since after we played that bowl game. There's not a team on Florida State's schedule that they cannot that they that they are outmatched and outmanned. Not one fucking team. Florida State should be able to win um win a lot of ball games, man. Um, um I think that the I think what I've seen is a lot of the defensive ends a lot of the defensive ends were um were getting active. Like um, you see, Byron Turner uh, is doing really, really well again. Had another good day, from what I saw. Patrick Payton, um, I've seen Fist be, move all around the line, play all the different positions, and I think that was um, it's amazing um, to to see that um, how versatile he is and um. And, and I'm just like I said, I'm I'm extremely impressed by um every day by by what I see with that big that big ass pilgrim that bap. Um, but I'm trying to also um, forgive me why I'm going through names. Uh, again, Greedy Vance looked really really good. Um, the new cornerback from Virginia, Cypress, looked well. Az is doing well. Um, and the thing that a lot of people were afraid of and a lot and much to do about nothing was been made of is everybody said, what about our safeties? What about our safeties? What about our safeties? Man. And Mike Novell talked about it in his press conference today, but I was never overly concerned. I can see how that might be the one position group that we didn't feel like we necessarily truly upgraded all the way on. Until I until you go out and you see them. Now, bullets aren't flying, but it's a very competitive practice. And when I see Akeem Dent and when I see Shaheen Brown, that's good. But what um Kirkland and um oh, I can't think of the others and Conrad Hussey, what they bring to the table, along with Barker and, and a lot of these other guys, you're just like, yo, they're really athletic and they are very good back there. And um it's um it's crazy. It's um it it's wild because that's the and then even the linebacker room. Every like with bringing in the new kid from Northwestern and bringing in Nicholson and seeing how a lot of these guys are kind of moving and flying around, we got to get away from the troll day to day. We did not bring in the top recruiting class, but man, these guys aren't bad. Like it's it's not as weak. And when you think about how well your D line is going to be, probably be able to play at times, it's going to make for much better linebacker play. And I think um, Florida State's defense in this new in this um, with, with the with having um, Pat Sertain coming on board, they're playing faster, they're playing looser, they're playing with more with the confidence of having your same defensive coordinator for the third year in a row and being able to get some cats coming in. So I think um, a lot of things um, are, are really, really, um, I really just, I think we fear too much. There's nothing wrong with having opinions, 
But I think too many of us want to have the opinions and be and be able to deem ourselves insiders. I am not an insider. I'm family. I just go out there. I played a lot of football. And for whatever reason, people like my opinions on social media, radio, and a bunch of other different things to be able to give you guys the real uh, in, in terms of that. Um, starting off practice, they had um, – some situational things where they uh where, where they got where they got after it in eleven on eleven didn't do as much um special teams work um this game they did do field goals um they did um what I would call um I would just say I would call this two point plays they went they did seven of them um there were some trick plays that were really really nice and really creative utilizing the athleticism um that's in the wide receiver core. And you saw Murlock get involved. Tate Rodemaker caught a touchdown. He did not throw a touchdown. Tate caught a touchdown in that situation. Um, and don't ask me what the play looked like because I can't tell you. Um, there was some good stops. All in all, I think the defense won four to three um, with the touchdowns. Um, Jaheim Bell in the goal line situation. One of the things that I always told people that I would really like to see is um, – Basically, spider to wide banana, and that's what um. If anybody remembers um, Chucky John Gruden used to always have his quarterbacks draw that up. Basically, back in the flats, um, um, wide receiver on the wide receiver on the fade route, um, shallow cross by one time, shallow cross by one tight end going in another direction, um, another tight end or wide receiver going to the back of the end zone, basically running a dig in the back of the end zone, and you saw some of those concepts. Not quite all of those, but you saw the flat. Um, into the end zone off of the play action, um, things of that nature. And our defense is a lot more disciplined um, than, than what they did. So we got some, some, um, some members, members um, asking questions. So let me um, pause real quick and, um, and, and, and make sure I um, get to some of them. My guy, Jim, who do you think will be a bigger contributor this year? Destin Hill or Winston Wright? Destin motherfucking Hill. Now, Winston Wright, that's because I didn't see Winston. Winston is just, you know, again, low management. That's what I want. We, we The NBA gave us a term, people. Let's just use it. When you see somebody not practicing, don't automatically assume that they're injured or the worst. Low, say it with me, load management. Type it in the comments. Load management. On social media, when somebody says something, load management. Some of y'all got a lot of kids. If y'all was practicing load management, you would probably be in better situations. Or you got ugly kids with an ugly baby mama. If you were to practice load management, you would have been better. That's a little joke for um for my sexually active people. Some of y'all might not get it. But Destin Hill, number seven, I see him actually going in and filling that need as the guy who's going to start at the slot. So we got two big wide receivers, Keon Coleman. Johnny Wilson, very good catch radiuses. We got to have a guy that can cut the top off of a defense. And Destin Hill, it is what's amazing about him. My guy, CJ Wilson, shout out to CJ Wilson, who just started a podcast, Dope Talk. Make sure y'all go check out my brother. Go subscribe. He should be dropping content there soon. But CJ has been talking about Destin Hill since um, he, he um, you know, didn't show up. and like, But he's been really, really good, very consistent. Um, I think he's going to be a really, really good guy um, in that position to give us a change of pace. You add in a Jaheim Bell or a Biscuit, one of those guys, a reliable target across the middle. You've got a very potent offense. But I think Destin Hill can be a, can be and will be a name that everybody will start really remembering, not just because of his absence from a few classes ago. I just want to know what he classifies as. I've never done the research. I don't know if he's a freshman still because he just enrolled on campus or if he – you know, still active because of those different things like that. So um I'm all I'm all for that. Um Destin Hill is that guy. Um Krypton Bear um Krypton Barton. Um I'm, hold on real quick before I do that. Yep, that's my guy. My guy is one of my my guys. Clipson and LSU are the only teams on FSU schedule that recruited better than them. Mike is an elite developer though. Look at the success at Memphis. And I, I agree with you recruited high school better. I don't think they I think we have to now because the transfer portal is here. And it's here to stay. We have to account for what is done in the transfer portal. Clemson has, for the first time, faced adversity and started to have some attrition and hasn't been recruiting on a high level and has not brought in the transfers to replace the guys that they're that they're getting. LSU with Brian Kelly is still trying to turn over a roster 
that was not bad, but wasn't what he brought in. So I think that's where you'll see. But you're correct. The only two thing, two teams that have that on us um, will be those guys. Um, and Mike Hall, yes, Bell is basically a giant um, wide, wide receiver. Um, I mean, Orlando. Tyler Overstreet must have sent something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, just, I talked about Hussey. Hussey um, looks really, really good. Saw Sam Singleton, got a chance to chop it up with him a little bit. Um, today during um doing our um doing our break one by the way I know I talked about it yesterday I need to give them an official tweet the juice was on point today the Powerade was definitely on point Powerade was at a champion was was close to it, it was the ACC championship level um and I can see why the defense played a little bit more spirited because they had proper hydration um the snack was on point they had pickles um. Peanut butter crackers again. The grapes. I don't know how they got those good crisp grapes, but on point. Fruit snacks good. The Mott's yesterday, the Mott's apple juice was a little warm. Not apple juice, excuse me. Apple sauce was a little warm. They kept it on ice for a little bit longer. Training staff on was doing their damn thug dizzle. I appreciate the training staff um, and, and what they brought to the table today. They did not have two bad off days. But I saw Singleton, we were chopping up, and he's just you know, really enjoying the process like in the running back room and, uh, and and learning a lot. He had a really good – he had a, a, a nice, strong run. Um, he's doing good. But let me tell you, the running back that really is by far really standing out, and that's Rodney Hill. Um, I, I still like what I see with um, – name says me. The running back that just came from Penn State, Keziah Holmes. Still like what I see with Keziah Holmes. Rodney Hill was doing – Rodney Hill is like a combination of Trey Benson and Lawrence Toffoli. He's he runs extremely hard. Is great catching catching passes out the backfield, and he is a threat to go yard every time. Um, every time that he um that he touches the ball, um, I really really um Tyler Overstreet. I'm trying to spend. Are you trying to go to the tell? Are you trying to go to the tailgate, Tyler Overstreet? I don't really know what. I didn't see your com your other comment. So just um if you inbox me and you want to or if you're talking about the tailgate in orlando or whatever make sure you just just dm me or i will talk about how to get to that tailgate here um shortly and also in the comments there will be a link to the tailgate we'll talk about those things after i get done with um this practice report um yeah my bad we'll get you to that we'll get you that tailgate information champ um young guys on the the the, the quarter the young quarterback play was fun about that Jordan Travis is definitely playing like the savvy veteran in which he is. Man, them young boys, Duffy and, and Glenn, are trying to put are trying to push the ball down the field. They want to throw that bad boy. Um, and, and sometimes it, it, they, there's interceptions that are thrown, but it's fun to see them play and do that in practice. If you had to ask me who won the day, I still think it's one of those situations where offense wins a play here, defense wins a play here. Defense is still ahead, slightly ahead of the offense. Um, Coach Norvell um, yelled at everybody to tell them to get the fuck back. He was the official get back coach today. Um, I saw a nephew, and if you don't know who nephew is, that's D'Lo. Kaylin Deloach have a great relationship with the Deloach family, phenomenal family. Let me tell you this. When that bastard gets on the edge and he blitzes, he almost, like, if he, it was a play where Jay Trav did not see see him coming, and he came off that edge, and it would have been, it would have been. He would, put it like this: the quarterback would have been out for the game, and he would have been suspended for a half. He got kicked out the game, suspended for a half, like period. Like, but it would have been amazing. It would have got him drafted. Um, D'Lo just looks. D'Lo looks like he's going to be on another level and, a, and definitely a, a draftable um, running back. Um, like I said, Keziah Holmes, Rodney Hill, both um, both had um, – I didn't even see that. Hold on. Both had really, really good um, – got oh, shoot. So who – don't get no canes, but whatever. I don't care. We got everybody on. We got somebody dropping memberships. Appreciate that, Andrew. Um, that was dope. Um, I wish we could take the um, membership away from Kane's bot and give it to Zoe. 
but um or Mike Hall, but you know, it's all good. Um, but appreciate you spreading the good vibes. But D Lo looked really, really good. Again, Tatum Bethune looked great as well. Just wasn't um, you know, like I said, low management um for him and I believe Omar Graham. Um defense was stingy in the red zone. And I'm gonna tell you the D tackle that stood out for me today was um Io. Somebody asked me about Io. Very emotional kid, great kid though. You got to remember, Io came to college at 17. He was supposed to be in this class right here. He early enrolled. I mean, not early on. He reclassified. Io had three straight plays on the goal line where he caused absolute havoc. It was destruction. It was mayhem. It was beautiful. Violent to me, violent. If you ever listen, again, if you don't listen to my shows and you only pay attention to the Seminole stuff, that's dope. I appreciate you. But you got to listen to, you got to watch Big Games BS. I love violence. Violence is um, biblical, um, if you will. Especially, I love the Old Testament. Violence is poetry. Um, violence is, 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 there's a peace that comes from being violent. And Io brought me some peace today. And like he, he, he literally just threw the guard, threw the guard into the running back and smacked the running back. And then he pinned people. He's got, and he's got violent hands. Um, again, I tell him we have to bump. You can't, you can't shake my hand because he comes down with such a force and it damn near feels like he's about to break my wrist. And him and Josh Farmer just have just big country boy, just got big. Well, Io's African from Maryland, he ain't country, but they got that good, got that good African strength, the ancestor strength, the spirit of the Black Panther strength. And then um, my man Farmer, now he is a good old country boy. He just got that country boy strength. And I think I saw somebody ask about the absence of Daryl Jackson. This team's a family. This team is goal-oriented. They're not worried about what they can't be worried about. And I think that they are truly out here for the sole business of beating the hell out of some asses, and that's what that's what we're going that that's what we're going for. Guys, um, I think we got like seventy one some people in the chat. If you can take a time right now, go jam, go push that like button, um, if you will. Um, continue to talk about this. Also tonight about six p.m. We got big games BS. Um, just you know, set your um, your clocks to be able to check that out. We will talk a little bit more about. Everything, a lot of things going to NCAA. I will briefly mention FSU's practice and some of the things that um, I was able to witness and do a little bit um, differently um, than we did with this. Um, it was something else that I wanted to – that's how I wrapped up. Again, really, really good practice. Coach Norvell thinks that um, um, we had a good practice. <laughs> um because the real thing said they had a good practice, so that's a punt return. Somebody asked, "What's up with punt return?" Punt return will be probably handled by either Destin Hill, Winston Wright, or um, one of those guys. Um, the kickers actually, both kickers look good today. Uh, I forgot the the. I think it's the backup kicker has got a leg on him, so um, hopefully my guy um, fits. You know, I I got a camp again. If you never pay attention to me, I'm a little crass. Tits for fits is the campaign that we're going to. Um, Get right. Um, Tyler, hold on. Let me see. My bad. Tyler's asking me, but I'm trying to get into my tits for tits for fits campaign. And you got me. If you go to at Tyler, go to at big game, James underscore 36 on Twitter at big game, James underscore 36 on Twitter. My pin tweet, my pin tweet has future, but it's a link. If you click on that link, it'll take you right to, where to get tickets for the tailgate. Um, and David Pierce, the link for membership. If you go to, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this on your um, thing, it should have, a, there's, it should say Den Media Group, 2.41K subscribers. There's join. And you click that join button and that join button should be able to take you to memberships if you've already subscribed. But back to tits for fits. Tits for fits is an important strategy. Uh, my homegirl, um, 
damn, I, I can't even think of her name. Joy is her is her actual name. It'll come to me. Um, her Twitter handle will come to me here in a second. Um, fuck. Anyway, she made a couple years ago. She said these boys shouldn't be getting sex if they're not um if they're not winning football games, and she was right. Um, it's a, a very much so. There's a Greek. I'm a very I act ignorant, but trust me, I graduated in three years, um, and I'm a history major. I love um, Lysistrata. There's a if you have never seen the Greek play Lysistrata, you should go see it. I really personally believe women have way more power than what they give themselves credit for. Lysistrata was the women were tired of the men going to war and and leaving them. So what they did was they boycotted sex when they came back. They said we're no longer having sex until you guys um, start acting right and act right they did so i believe this is how you get um florida state back i also believe in rewarding men for great work and fits just needs to be rewarded with tits fit tits for fits is the campaign and um that's that's all i'm saying um right mike power to pete trust me listen bro It's a motivator. Money's a motivator, but vagina's a motivator too. Because what will we do? With I'm sorry, that's that's for big games BS. That's not for this right here. Practice report. Fitz did fine. Our backup kicker did fine. Somebody asked me on Twitter about our kicking game strategy, and I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that. Um, again, I, I, I really, if you want that 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 cornball other shit, like. There's two, four, seven. There's the mother motherfuckers who ain't never had a pair of titties put in their hand after they scored a touchdown. Like if you once, once you've had a very solid pair of titties put in your face after you've made some big plays, it changes your life, man. I mean, if it, I don't know about women, but for men, that's it. I don't know what the women equivalent of that would be, but but you you understand what I'm saying. Um, our D line looks good. My boy, um, <laughs> uh, Doctor Jackson, no, my homie said, how many points are we beating LSU by? Fucking million. Um, no, nah, I think we'll. I think we're a. I think what will happen is that will be a two-score game for the winner, and it won't be like it won't be a blowout. But eventually, we. So I think we will show that we're dominant and we will finish the drill. One thing that Mike Norvell's teams last year did not do a very good job of was finishing the fucking drill, and that's just not Mike Norvell. That goes back to what um, Jimbo had, and it's just it's the same we have in football. All we needed was one more score. And what happens is if, if you hmm, – this is bully talk. So, again, I, uh, I apologize. I used to be a shitty person before football. I used to like to fight. And it was this thing where you can literally beat somebody into submission, right? Like you can whoop somebody's ass so good that they just – they give up. They give up hope. And it happens in sports all the time. You just bow, bow. You hit And you're really right there at the point where you're about to push them over the edge to where they just cry and shut down. And you just boom. They just need. They just need. They want to die. They want to give up. But you just got to push them. You got to help them. You got to help them do what it is that they naturally do. And we had LSU at that point. But then we fumbled the ball. And we didn't help LSU do what was natural in their nature to do. Fold. So what happened was they got a little confidence. They came back. They drove down. And then we went into prevent, which prevent, only thing prevent does is prevent you from winning. And we decided, and then we got shut down, and then they went down and scored again. And we still had those opportunities, but all we needed was one American football point. Think about North Carolina State. We needed one American football point, like one score. Think about um, uh, Wake Forest. We don't get stopped. Wake Forest doesn't get a chance to go down, kick that field goal to win the game. We got we had an opportunity to win. I think this year they're going to work on that um, a little bit better, a little bit more. Um, I think um, – you know, a lot of people love to say we won by one point without realizing we score right there. It's a 21 point game. Like that's a fucking solid ass whooping. Like 21 points is a solid ass whooping. I think they need to become more bullies. And I think they're trying to become more bullies. And, I, and I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, is LSU better than they were last year? Because I feel like we are better. And we control the game. LSU did improve, but their best. But what happens is LSU has huge question marks in their secondary. They got four. They got a whole brand new secondary that wasn't there last year. And the best player in which they brought in just broke his leg. Um, they do have a good linebacker. Their top D tackle came back, but even when he was in the game, 
he was getting managed. They lost their best wide receiver, but they do have a good um, quarterback who is is better in the pocket, but he can scramble and extend plays. Personally, um, I don't. I, I, I want them to keep the quarterback, the starter quarterback that they have right now, and I think their running back is just okay. But they have an elite linebacker that played last year, but he's a freshman. They also have a freshman, ta- a sophomore tackle who um had the, his first game ever was against Jared Verse, so um, bless his heart. Um, but I think it's going to be a good matchup, but we definitely got better um, across um, the board. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, yeah, good stuff. My history, guys. Man, I'm a big history nerd. Mike Call talked about this. How much of a difference have you seen Storm's off-field work this year versus last year. It's just guys continuing to um I I hate the word buy-in, but I love the but but it's the only thing to use. So 2020, Mike Norvell comes in. 2019, following 2019, Mike Norvell comes in. He comes in, guys are starting to do their off-season workouts. Everybody's getting to know each other. Um, I don't know if you guys realize it. 2020, um, and, and Mike Norvell's a new coach, he's got a play everybody who's a coach has a notebook has these things this is what we will do in these situations coach norvell comes in and and he's planned for a lot of things uh, much to do was written about mike mike norvell had a rain plan which is one of the things i picked on him about because one reporter said mike norvell is even planning for rain our first game was suspended because of fucking rain and mike norvell wasn't prepared for it we lost to georgia tech we were beating georgia tech's ass Rain came in, stopped it. Georgia Tech comes back and beats us. Whatever. Started off that. But nobody plans for a nationwide pandemic in, in the shutdown. When you don't know the players and you're getting to know the players and a lot of things you don't have time to put your systems in, you don't even know who to call to get stuff approved yet. That was a hell of a time. And a lot of people put a lot of shit on storms. But Storms didn't have control of the nutrition. Guys were working out who did not have workout equipment, so they were trying to get them the adequate workout equipment. And you really don't have an opportunity to dictate the pace. So it takes time to transition from to transition to what your philosophy and your theory is on strength and conditioning. I remember I sat in the room and nerded out with Coach Storms before the pandemic. And we just talked about stuff because being a, a former strength and conditioning specialist myself, I love to hear those guys. Actually, to be honest with you, Coach Storms and Lanier Coleman are two of the first people that I go and see every time. Because one, that's Cuz Lanier. And then Coach Storms is just a dope individual. I like talking to him. My son has a, made a statement three years ago that went viral. Three, yeah, three, the three practices go. Because he went to the camp and he said, Dad, is this a high school team or is this a college team? And Coach Storm said there was nothing wrong with what he said. He just said what everyone was thinking. So fast forward to the change in the, of, of the body types that we saw last year. We finally saw Coach Storms having a full year to ap- implement his program, the nutrition things like that, um, the nutrition, the lifting, all of these things. And you got guys buying into their body becoming the best possible machine that they can become. You can't, there's a set phrase, you can't, um, you can't outwork abs. I mean, you can't, you can't, um, you, you can't, like basically abs are made in the kitchen. So basically nutrition is a key factor in you performing, even though they burn so many calories that you can basically eat whatever the fuck it is you want to eat and you'll be fine. But these guys are buying into a lot of stuff and they're staying around each other more. Add to that, these guys are getting more things that they can supplement their bodies with with the, with the advent of NIL. These guys can give them more stuff with the um, advent of um, you know making sure they can eat more meals. It's a lot of stuff that they're doing. Storms should be um, get kudos on that. He has done um, a, a tremendous job. Um, Trey, hopefully Trey Benson runs more violently. Oh shit. I saw a lot of hesitation from him last season. I, there are some I don't think it's tiptoeing like what we traditionally think so. I think what it is is he doesn't have, and this is the question for those on the screen, he doesn't have the vision that 
Trayshawn Ward has, and that will come. That will come with practice. So his thing is he's a he's like a bull in the, he's a bull in the china shop. He's gonna run, and so when you see him tiptoeing, though he doesn't see the hole develop. He, he he either took his steps too fast, or he he you know he didn't have enough depth on the steps or things of that nature. Like when I'm coaching a running back, we we take specific steps, and I tell them it's um like for example we're running inside zone. It's a lateral crossover. I said don't worry about how fast you do that. Really, you want to be able to get the mesh deep and deep. Um, and then so you can see the hole and then you accelerate through the hole. That's what you want to do. That's the most important thing. So I think when we saw the tiptoeing, we saw him not feel confident in the hole. Now, I think with our offensive line being a little bit better, the holes are going to open up a little bit more. They're going to get a little bit more push. So now that you got a little bit more push, he's <laughs> shit. This sounds awful. I should be pausing myself. Something else. So the, oh, the hole opens a little bit more. You can get up in there. You can get up in there, and then you can be able to go. Because once he gets to that second or third level, we cannot say he's been violent. He ain't been violent. What he did to that young man in Florida was just um, terrible. Actually, you know, that boy's parents should try to go fight him um, because that was a terrible, terrible human being. Um, but I think um, – the thing about Trey, and this is why it was so good to have Trayshawn Ward, but this is what Keziah Holmes and Rodney Hill and some of these other guys can possibly provide as a good switch-up. So um, when he's not being effective, the other guys are. And what happens is as the defense gets tired, I promise you, they're, they're, it's like this song. It's a great song by, um, I think it's, um, it's a Johnny Osborne called Human. It's like, they're only human. You keep getting your ass punched, you're going you're gonna to be tired. It, it's hot in Florida. All this shit happens, um, and, and, and that's the case of that. Um, everybody's asking on Twitter, asking about the kick-in. How is everything looking organizationally? Is the team locked in and focused and hungry? Are they looking like a team trying to execute the next level? Every time I ask these guys, you know, what are they feeling? What are the thoughts? I love these people. I love this team. I love my teammates. I'm only here to win games. I'm here for this. I'm here for that. And all that sounds good, but it sounds different than what I've heard the last five, six years. So everybody, thank you, Jeffrey Osmar, um, everybody is tied in and Zoom focused and talked. Me and Norvell got a chance to chop it up about that and i told him and i've, I've stressed that to so, 05 season one of our downfalls was we had we had a lot of similarities to this team and i've i've shared this with a few of the guys on the team including coach norvell our downfall was so many of us knew the nfl was right there we could taste it we could smell the money and we were so focused on getting to the nfl that we lost focus of the here and now and what we were going through and what would get us to the nfl had we focused on the here and now and what would have gotten here and now and what would have gotten us to the nfl i think a lot more of us and a lot of us did get a chance to go to the nfl we would have been more notable because that 05 team had enough firepower to be able to um we won the acc should have beat Penn State. Trust me. At that point, I could give you guys a war story about that. Three overtimes is a lot of fucking overtimes, man. I really was just ready to go home at that point. <laughs> it was my last game. I was ready to get ready for combine training. I didn't give a fuck anymore. But um, we could have probably made it to the BCS because we lost a couple games that we just really, really didn't have no business losing. Now that in Florida we got caught in the bus, so. But um, we um. But but I think those guys um really just um are, are all dialed in and they want more. And I think I'm going to make this prediction. A lot of the guys that we think are going to leave aren't. And um they're gonna come back. And that speaks to what Mike Norvell is building. And when they leave, if they leave, they're gonna come back and build. They're going to come back as much as they can. We're going to have a culture that reminds me of what UM had when I was coming up, where all the old players came back. And it's, it's amazing. Um, Pete Cola. See what I'm going to talk. I covered the Jags, so that's what's cool. I don't want to get off topic, but Jacksonville Jaguars preseason game Saturday night. Yep, 5 p.m. I got to watch it. And guess who else is going to watch it? 
Trey Coleman, Trey Coleman, we will have Trey's perspective. He will be so many people like my son doing his thing. He will be giving his perspective on post game, well, pre game and post game for Florida State, post game for Jaguars and stuff. Um, see, Chris Ricks. I think Chris was much better than what people. And one day I may come on here and just ask, answer questions about what it was like back in the day. I think Chris Ricks is, a, and I got to get my guy Chris on. Chris was a guy who I think got a lot of, a lot of heat and a lot of hate for, for reasons probably, just for being young and dumb. Like if that stuff happened now, nobody would give a shit. And Wyatt, I really think if Wyatt didn't go crazy, the fans would have loved Wyatt. Wyatt was was, was dope. Um, yeah, Brandon Lynn asked about tailgates. We will be doing. If we get this fucking sponsor, we'll be doing tailgates every game. But um, we definitely would be doing Southern Miss. We'll definitely be doing Miami. We'll definitely be doing we'll – we're going to do a minimum of four to five. Um, they will always be posted up there. Appreciate you guys checking that. Having heard uh, – um, Portier did good. It's just – it's tough when you have all these um, – Chip says, haven't heard Kentron's name in many reports. How has he looked? He's looked good. Kim Williams has looked good. It's just tough. Like when Johnny Wilson's fucking six seven wearing a green jersey, Keon Coleman is 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 really a, is a is a fucking badass. Like women gonna love Keon. One, he's a Coleman, so they already they make us we only come in sexy. Coleman's only come in sexy. So like um, so you know he's gonna the ladies are gonna love Coleman, and then um, and then you know it's just tough when you have all of these guys with a lot of hype, but. Hype that's justified, and they're living up to it. Um, and and this is a, a a very true statement by Mike Hall. Um, you know, Rick's got a lot of hate because of Je of Jeffrey, and I get what Bobby was trying to do. Um, you know, I do the same thing for my son. So, um, if you have any other questions, you know, um, add to it. I think we touched basically a lot of stuff you know everybody wants to know how the offense is looking how this how the safeties and i think i talked about um a lot of those things but while we're talking about this um feel free to um go and become a become a subscriber if this channel i'm telling you right now i want people to realize this i have access to a shit ton of tickets i have once we get to three thousand subs on this youtube channel i am giving away a pair of tickets on the plaza level i think P46 row Q um, are, the, are, are where the tickets are located. Um, I'm giving away two of those um, to the LSU FSU game in Orlando. Like those tickets are going for pretty high. If you want to get it for free and give me the 3000 subs, we will do an FSU LSU breakdown. Uh, I probably have sporadics, probably have CJ Wilson, I have my guy Georgia Renegade report. I have Carter Power and some other guys come on and give us their breakdown of LSU so that we can know we can have a truly educated idea of what our enemy is going to be. But I'm giving those to you. For, I'll give those to anybody watching that show. We'll do a live thing. Also, once we get to 3,000 subs, anybody who's followed this channel knows what we did. When we got to 1,000, we gave away 100 bucks. When we got to 2,000, we gave away 200 bucks. We get to 3,000, we're giving away $300 plus another winner will get however many likes we have on the page at that time. So, like, right now, if I were doing it, let's see how many likes we have on the page right now. I'll give you guys here an idea. We got, like, 91 people watching. We have 53 likes. We well, now we have 54 likes. That person, somebody will get $54 as well. So that's what happens when you um, win. And um, if we get the 5000 I'm going to give away two pairs of tickets plus the money and the different things of that nature. Members. It's kind of cool time to be a member. If you're continue to be a member during this football season, we give away free tickets to FSU. Um, members um, members can get can win opportunities to get free pregame sideline passes to come hang out, kick it with me. Basically, if you're an all-in member, you get to experience life and football the way I'm doing it. One mem one one thing that would be cool if you're an all-in member, I'm going to the Coke Zero 400 in two weeks. You know what you would get to go do if you were an all-in member? One of my all-in members would get a chance to go to the Coke Zero 400 with me. All expenses paid, VIP, all that cool shit. I go to the Super Bowl. If you're a member for over five, for over, um, excuse me, all through football season, I already got a, we already got the Puma Suite. 
We got the Adidas suite. We're working on the Nike suite. And we got um, all kinds of parties. You may not go to the Super Bowl, but if you're in Vegas, we're going to party like a rock star. And that's what and, and that's what you're going to do. Combine, you want to meet your favorite coach? Want to meet some of your favorite players? We spend a whole week. So basically, it's you, you know, if you're in a situation, I'm there, you get there. And on top of that, all in members get every every tailgate. You get a free, you get free access to the tailgates. You get a free membership to Goodfellas Cigar Lounge in Jacksonville. You get all kinds of dope shit that you can get. But you don't have to be that. We have a membership that's $3.99 that will still give you access and opportunities to be able to go and partake in a lot of um a lot of free things. Um, and, and you'll see a lot of stuff. So that's that. Um, the biggest thing for that. I will make sure. Um, it, it's also my pin suite um, with um, the, the, the tailgate in Orlando. We're trying to get a thousand people off a of church in Naughton. Uh, we've got parking available to only people who purchase tickets for the tailgate. Currently, the tailgate is 60 bucks. I believe sometime, not this Monday, but next Monday, the price is going up. And um, it'll probably be like $75 and then game day will be 85 bucks. But it's all you can eat, all you can drink. We will have cigars there. We will have a um, game truck for the kids. Kids tickets are available for thirty dollars. Um, if you don't drink, you can and you just want to get the food, you can purchase an, uh, a kids ticket. Um, we have all kinds of shit that's just available. And if it's a kid under ten, don't worry about it. Just bring them. We'll figure it out. All those proceeds go toward um, the MFTK Foundation, which is my nonprofit, which we gave away four thousand book bags and fed twenty five hundred people between Jacksonville, Orlando, and Tallahassee. So um appreciate you guys. Um thank y'all for um joining in. It was fun. Had up to had over 90, I think we had 95 people watching at one point. Please push the like button, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um shout out, I think it was Andrew for getting all those memberships into all the new um new members and just realized football season is around the motherfucking corner and we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna party, we're gonna eat, drink, and be merry. And no matter what, it's always Go knows. Um, no matter what the month of September brings us, it's going to be another exciting season um, of great college football and great recruiting. Recruiting is going well, playing is going well, and rivals are doing bad. I hope all the bad things in the world happen to Gators and Cats. On that note, see you guys later. Um, check me out six um, six p.m. Big Games BS. <laughs>